0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Outside the Ring. Each week, we're looking at a different interview outside of the actual ring and actually outside of the actual fight. So I'm here with my co-hosts, Danny and Lena, and I'm Avery. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Fantabulous. (laughs) And I'm still doing just all right. We're pretty good. Pretty good. Um... Yeah, so another episode this week, looking forward to this, like I am every week, and we're going to look at the interview between Lex Luthor and Tatanka from SummerSlam 94. Luger. Luger. I knew I was going to mess that up, and I even said to you before we started, (laughs) Luger or Luthor, and I'm just going to call him Lex from now on. I am horrible with names, and... I've even done that in a previous podcast that I did by myself, like, or I was interviewing somebody, and I asked them their name right beforehand and he, because it was a, a weird one to pronounce, <laughs> and I messed it up right in the interview, like, and he, <laughs> and of course he made fun of me for it, and I don't blame him at all. <laughs> so, as uh, one does, yeah, uh, but Lex and Tatanka, SummerSlam ninety four from Chicago. Um
1: United great. Center.
0: Yeah, the United Center. This card was awesome.
1: It really was.
0: There was a lot of good matches on here. But you want to give us a little rundown of what was going on in wrestling at That'd this time. Like, yeah, in, sure.
1: Yeah. Um there just before I mention that, there's uh one of my favorite matches of all time is on this card. And Ooh. it's it's it was the main event. Um, I think, yeah, it was after Undertaker versus Undertaker. It was what? Bret Hart. Yeah. It was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a steel cage. Um, and it oh, was, okay. it was pretty incredible. It's one of my favorite matches.
0: Yeah. Steel cage match brother yeah. versus brother.
1: Yeah. So what was going on? Um, the big storyline around this event was, uh, that um, there was a fake undertaker going around and, (laughs) and uh, the real undertaker was, was going to be making his return. Um, And the real undertaker had been off since Royal rumble of that year, which is January uh, off due to personal reasons and, and just taking time off to heal uh, from an older injury. Hmm. And uh, so uh, they wanted to build a storyline for him for when he came back so he would have something to, something to work with and have a big theatrical comeback. So uh, what they did was uh, during this time, Ted DiBiase, was, uh, the million-dollar man, uh, was building a stable of wrestlers. Uh, he wasn't wrestling anymore, um, but he was running uh, a stable where he was trying to buy wrestlers. Uh, that would be under him, like fight and, for uh, him kind of yes, exactly. Yeah, just I don't know how that makes him him better, you know. But <laughs> that's, that's what that's what Ted DiBiase was doing, and he had supposedly bought the Undertaker,
2: hmm.
1: and uh, but in actuality, this was a fake Undertaker, and um, <laughs> so there was all this back and forth going on. Uh, where Ted DiBiase was claiming he had bought the real Undertaker. And <laughs> and then we would see uh, these little vignettes, um, you know, uh, kind of hinting to the fact that maybe this isn't the real Undertaker. Maybe this is a fake Undertaker and the real one is coming back at SummerSlam. And uh, so that's kind of what was going on. And that that's... Uh, and it does have something to do with uh, the Lex Luger and to talk interview because they they fought at this event. and the reason they fought was because the Million dollar man had also claimed that he had bought out Lex Luger, uh, who was the all-American Lex Luger. so he was a okay. huge huge fan favorite. So um, so Ted said that he had bought him out and um Lex ha- was constantly denying it saying that he did not sell out to the million dollar man and uh one of the advocates who was saying that Lex was a liar was Tatanka so mm-hmm. saying that yes you did sell out and you're you're basically a disgrace to America and <laughs> and all of your fans and you turn your back on on everybody so uh so the plans were set in motion for them to fight at SummerSlam. And that's what this interview is uh, is right before they actually head out to the ring to fight. So yeah. did Lex get bought out by Ted Debiosity? Well, I guess you'll have to find out.
0: Okay, so we'll listen to the interview first and mm-hmm. let's find out. I'm look. I don't know, so I'm in the dark just as Lena is, so... Yeah, okay. I'm excited. Let's watch and find out.
2: Thank you very much, and let me be amongst those adding their congratulations to the bad guy, Chico Razor Ramon. He once again becomes WWF Intercontinental Champion, an absolutely awesome matchup. Folks, right now I'm standing between made-in-the-USA Lex Luger and the Native American superstar Tatanka. Gentlemen, before we do anything, we've got to give you the results of the WWF SummerSlam Hotline Opinion Poll. Thank you. The burning question, did Lex sell out to the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase? Here are the results. 54% of you said yes. He sold out. 46% of you said no. Lex, your reaction to those numbers? You know, Todd, you can take all the opinion polls you'd ever want to take. I'm so tired of hearing you that you didn't sell out. At least 54% of the people in this great country has got the right opinion. You know, Lex, the whole world is going to find out that you sold out you know that you're sold out. More important, I know that you're sold out. I've got plenty of facts and plenty of proof. How about the time on King's Court when the Million Dollar Man said it's a done deal? It's a done deal, Lex. How about when the Million Dollar Man came down by ringside and he was watching you, Lex? How about on Heartbreak Hotel when you're saying you didn't sell out, I'm telling you, telling the whole world the truth that you sold out. You and Ted on a first-name basis. Ted, Lex, Lex, Ted. Come on, Lex, you sold out. How about when I come down after my match, what'd I find you? In the Million Dollar Man's dressing room. Oh, how about this one? Million Dollar Man comes down and conveniently helps you defeat Crush. And more important than that, everyone's seen it today. Everyone's seen it. The Million Dollar Man coming to your dressing room with a red, white, and blue bag. What does the bag got? Plenty of money, Lex? You sold out. The whole world is gonna find out in a few moments that you sold out. I said I can beat you anywhere, anyplace. Well, today is the time I'm going to ringside. You go get the Million Dollar Man and come strut down ringside because I'll be waiting for you in the ring. You know, they can show all the footage they want of Ted DiBiase saying and doing whatever he pleases. It's a free country. He can say to Tonka whatever he thinks he believes in. It's a free country. But deep down in my soul, I know what the truth is. I didn't sell out. I never considered selling out. And that's what we're going to find out tonight, because I'm going out the ring by myself, like I always do. And I'm going to win this match by myself, like I always do, without anybody's help, like Ted DiBiase's. Ladies and gentlemen, Tatanka on his way to the squared circle. Let's get back to ringside.
0: So what was your first impression of this interview?
3: I mean, my eyes just seemed assaulted. It was so inappropriate when they put, when they backed up and you could see like <laughs> Lugers, um, like stars and stripes undies. <laughs> <laughs> I like gasped and started to laugh. That loincloth, like Tatanka, all of him is just so inappropriate, especially for 2023. And I just was like, I don't know. Is that okay to wear that? those flags? Themed underwear? Is that okay? Is that like... is Yeah. <laughs> it's the look that got me. It's always all the right
0: look. to wear a flag-themed underwear like that. Like, I'm just thinking of Will Ferrell in Saturday Night Live, one of the sketches where he's wearing <laughs> yeah. almost the same thing. Yeah. But I like how, like, the stars are just going down. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. <laughs> right in the front. Like, oh, yeah. It he couldn't there help used but to, look.
1: Well, at least that was a one-piece. Before that... <laughs> He had like the, uh, um, he had there was like a, a almost a flag, like a, oh. a triangle flag that went down in the front like that kind uh, of
3: like a little loincloth
1: kind of, yes it would flip up like but <laughs> now, uh, and he had like yeah it was it was a strange looking outfit
3: now you guys can't see Danny and we can't even know, we only see him from the chest up but he keeps like pointing his hands down I assume probably around his thighs <laughs> and I'm so glad we can only see you from yeah, the
1: chest
0: 100%. up 100% <laughs> was this was this an actual poll that people could vote on uh, yeah
1: you know what yes I, i'm thinking it was but i'll tell you i'll tell you this okay. i was watching this pay-per-view live when it happened um, um i had gotten it for my birthday <laughs> my birthday's <laughs> right around the same time and uh so i i remember watching it and i don't remember it might have been some kind of, like, a a number that you call, but it was, like, something you'd have to pay for, so there was, oh, no okay. way, there was no way that I was going to be doing that. So, but I think you you actually could. And they also had these things back then, too, where, like, it was, like, the superstar hotline. So, after, after the guys were done their matches, they would go back to these phones that were set up (laughs) and you could call this number and talk to the superstars like after their (laughs) matches but it would be like five dollars a minute or something like that like (laughs) i remember that
3: i don't don't picture like a telethon like yes
1: that's yes that's what it looked like yeah
0: it's like the Corey hotline from the simpsons yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like exactly Nintendo Power, where you could call in if you were having a hard time beating a game, and they give you hints on how to beat it. But exactly. it was like five dollars a minute. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. But I thought this 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 interview really stuck out to me, um, me personally, because I was a huge Tatanka fan, okay. and yeah. I also liked Lex Luger too. So, um, and this was like in the middle of the card too. It wasn't. It wasn't one of the main events. Um, you know, so it was. Uh, I, I remember watching it, and I thought it would have been higher in the card when I, when I was watching the the pay per view. Um, I used to love surprises like that, where you didn't know what the order of the matches were going to be. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes they'd open up with with something you thought would be like really later on in the card, and it, but it would be at the first. And um, but this one was somewhere around the middle. And I just, this, I always loved this, that, that interview. Um, I think it kind of describes the the whole thing without having to watch, you know, without having to go back and watch what transpired. I think Tatanka kind of summed it up really well, what was going on.
0: And I like that they showed clips of what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, to go back to the last episode... You saw a little bit of the King's Court with Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. You saw a little bit of the Heartbreak Hotel with Shawn Michaels, like those interview stations or like areas. <laughs> yeah, like like the barber shop, and so it was cool to see that just to bring it into this episode as well. Mm-hmm. And and I think the only thing that was missing from that whole thing is when. Ted DiBiase was bringing in the bag of money to Lex was missing, like, a cash sign on <laughs> like the bag. I just
3: drew... I know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. drew one of those because uh, I was going to say the same. I was
0: thinking, like, the Monopoly man or something. Yeah. Oh, like, I know. Just, a big bag of cash. And well, the only way was, you know.
1: That was his deal. He would walk around with that bag. Yeah. That, yeah. It was just this random duffel bag. Like, you just assumed <laughs> there was money in there.
3: And just him looking, like just looking watching matches lurking in the oh yeah lurking in the shadows yeah
1: yeah (laughs) i just love how it all came together and they spent a lot of time working on this that angle i think too (laughs) like you can see from all the different clips that they showed and the different matches from from the different shows and stuff uh (laughs) It, they uh, yeah they did a re- they did a really good job with with Ted DiBiase around this time. Was uh,
0: Lex a babyface at this point, or yeah? The- yep. Yeah. So it was he two babyfaces yeah. going.
1: Yeah off. yeah yeah. So but like you were you know Lex was supposedly a bad guy because he had sold out you know but the thing was uh, Lex had just turned. Uh, baby face the year before this so he had been he had been a good guy for about a a little over a year um after being the narcissist Lex Luthor
3: (laughs) well I assume he started out bad because it's like less Lex Luthor yeah like you know so it's yeah
1: but yeah, oh. he had he had a character named The Narcissist. Oh, and, okay. And, and he turned he turned uh into a baby face when he body slammed Yokozuna on the Intrepid. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, on Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very the, the, American. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his is
3: American. And hence the underwear.
1: hence all-American Lex Luger. Yeah. Yes. So yes. after that that's when he that's when he did that and he went across the going across the country on a tour and in, in a yeah. bus called the Lex Express. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sounds fun.
1: Yep. <laughs> that that would be pretty
0: interesting to see.
1: And he, did, and he stopped in almost like so many different states. Like and oh. you could go and to see him and stuff like that. There's all they have all this footage about it. There's there's so many you could do a whole podcast and there has been podcasts done on on just about that tour. About the LAX Express tour, (laughs) yeah, it's quite uh, it's quite interesting. I like it. Seeing him
0: at the end of the interview and the close up, he reminds me of like John Cena almost. Like just this very big, ripped physique, and he seemed very well spoken. Like he was really good on the mic. So that's sort of the look. Kind of reminded me of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Good observation.
1: Yeah. I thought t- I thought Tatanka was was really good on the mic too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, they were both good. This Tatanka just didn't remind me of John Cena. John Cena as well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Surprising
0: <laughs> enough. But John uh,
1: Cena and Lex Luger.
0: I know you alluded to this off air, but what? We're going to take a little look at whether he was on the take or not. So I'm excited because, like I said, I don't know whether he's on the take. Lena doesn't know. Danny knows. So let's, let's have a look at this match and see if he was on the take or not. Hey, so before we talk about the hardcore was he on the take or not. When you were watching this as a kid, Danny, what was your reaction?
1: Oh, I was I was shocked. I didn't <laughs> I did not see that coming at all when I was when when I was watching that <laughs> the first time. And you know, even I don't even know if I would have maybe I would would have seen it coming now, but I don't know. I did. I definitely did. You not would have. Was,
3: you would have seen it coming now.
1: Yeah. Was,
0: was your heart broken?
1: Uh. Yes. Yeah. Because I was a huge Tatanka fan.
0: Lena, but, did you, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, uh, that's. I was a big fan, but uh, you know, I think to keep them relevant, this is what they had to do. So. Yeah. Did you see it coming?
3: I did. And I don't always see things. I'm not the, (laughs) like, brightest at those things. That's why I think he would have seen it coming.
0: Uh, You know what? It wasn't until, for me, it wasn't until he got the tomahawk chop in the back, Lex got it in the back, that I was truly shocked. Because at that point, I thought it was a ruse just saying, Mm -hmm. no, it's not me. I didn't take the money from lex like i thought he was just playing it and playing it and playing that's what
1: i'm saying and when when he attacked him from behind that's
0: yeah and i really thought it was a ruse like just trying to save face no it's not me i'm not on the take and he was going to take the money so i was truly in shock until he got attacked from behind yeah
3: one thing I really enjoyed was when he went to Tonka 1 and his music was playing as they continued to fight because that yeah. music is pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is great music.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do worry about the stereotypes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I well, get that, he, It's he, a different era. Yeah, uh, I know, yeah. Well, he <laughs> is he is a Native American.
3: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He wasn't playing a character or anything.
3: Okay, that's that puts me a bit at ease. Yes, I yeah. also love that Lex Luger, Luger was like USA, USA. It's yeah. like he's fighting a guy from the USA. <laughs> <laughs> do, be, like, do people not realize that?
0: Yeah, white USA. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really like when Jerry Lawler was like. I don't know what's going on, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a great line.
3: <laughs> yeah. I like Typical. that he's in his wrestling like outfit or cape or whatever, just yeah. sitting at the commentator's booth as well. Just, that's what he's
1: wearing. I love it, uh, Vince McMahon's commentary. Yeah. <laughs> it was a setup. It was a setup all along. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I really like how there can be that long play of, you know, switching somebody from a baby face to a heel or vice versa. And I also like that it can happen on a dime sometimes, like so quickly, like Mm -hmm. everybody is like loving Tatanka and he's this great good guy. He's like this American hero for all Native Americans. And now he's just like turns and just like, I wish... I could have seen more expressions from the crowd, especially little kids like we saw in the yeah. last video, to see some disappointment on a kid's face almost. Yeah. And it's yeah. not that I want to see kids crying or take joy I- out of misery. <laughs> yeah. I sort of do, but at the same time, it's like... You get, that's a real reaction from a real fan. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what I like about it.
1: Yeah, I like I said when I watched it I was I was totally in shock and then afterwards you know they just went on with business and you're left with your thoughts <laughs> after that and you're just Aww. like now what happens and then Poor uh, little Danny But then there's then you have the whole rest of the card to go so then you're excited again
0: Yeah like right after that was it Bret Hurt and Oh, uh, right
1: I, no, uh, there was a strange match between Mabel and Jeff Jarrett after this oh, one. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: yeah, Mabel, yeah, um, I remember him.
1: But um, yeah, I couldn't wait, you know, for the next weekend so I could so I could see what was going to happen.
0: Yeah, definitely. But, and
1: they did they did kind of feud a little bit after that too Ooh. for a few months.
0: But yeah, I I was in total shock. I I have to admit. I still think Lex was on the take, like I, right up until yeah. that tomahawk chop in the back. And I know yeah. you're saying differently now, but yeah,
3: even uh, I said I was like, I see what's happening. I don't know if you heard <laughs> that. I did. did. At, at <laughs> what I point? Was right.
1: at, at what point did you know? Um,
3: I was beginning to think it happened just as soon as Tatanka hit Lex Luther Luger. <laughs> like I'm like, oh maybe, and then. Where the match kind of kept going, and he hit him, yeah. I was like, yeah, that is what's going on. It just, I don't know, it's just this gut feeling.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Just where he was down, and then it's continued to go mm-hmm. is kind of when I, when um, Ted DiBiase um, distracted Lex Luger. Again, mm-hmm. for the second time, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure like that time.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but it was really good. I'm glad we saved the mystery to see it happen in the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it played out really, really well. And Ted DiBiase did buy the fake Undertaker, not the real one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think
0: you could have figured that because yep. Paul Bearer came out with him and
1: Yeah.
3: So who was the fake Undertaker? Did it, it, was, it
1: was a guy, uh, a guy who later played uh, chains in the Disciples of Apocalypse hmm. faction. Yeah.
0: His name was Brian Lee, and yep. he does look like the Undertaker.
3: Yeah, like
0: good yeah, image. Of they did,
1: him, did a, They did a good job, and. and if you if you look at some of the side-by-sides from that match where they're staring at each other and stuff it's it was really well done they did a good okay. job yeah awesome um if you ever get a chance you should watch this pay-per-view it's well worth it well worth the watch to from start to finish and all the vignettes with Leslie Nielsen on the hunt <laughs> for the for the Undertaker and um, we'll have to Maybe we'll do an episode of that someday. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch and it for
3: fun tomorrow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Diesel and Razor Ramon fought on this one, too. That was a good match. Oh, okay. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Really good pay-per-view.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for suggesting this one, Danny. I, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's coming up next for us, but I I've been liking the episodes we've done so far, so me too thanks for listening if you stayed in this long so
3: what makes you think people are just bailing halfway or something that's once seconded. they
0: hear your voice they this, oh, this that's is gold. not halfway <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe they already got to work and they turned it off and mm-hmm. but maybe they some people have a longer commute
3: finished vacuuming
0: yeah so yeah I know I have a longer commute
1: than both you guys, so.
3: Especially these days. I,
1: I have a three-minute commute, so. <laughs> I don't get to listen to many podcasts in the car. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe our mini soda, of 90s tune.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. This is great. I really enjoyed it.